Welcome into the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. Andy Olson and Bryce Beeman with you as Illinois basketball after a week off where apparently there wasn't a lot of rest going on for the Illini. It's finals week at the university. They take that week and turn it around to beat Alabama A&M 68-47, 21-point victory. You think, ah, it's about what Illinois should be beating uh, a SWAC competitor at uh, it's a little bit more interesting than that if you watch the game and you dive into the stats here. As Illinois, for the first nine and a half minutes of the second half, only made one field goal, was being outscored 18-2, to and they closed it, the Bulldogs did, to within one in the second half. Uh, but Illinois riding a probably the best performance of Matthew Meyer's career. I mean, he had a good one against Texas. Yeah. I'd say... We'll put it up there with one of his better performances with the Alana. They rode that performance 21 points to the victory from that point on. Bryce, you were there covering the game. Uh, the energy, I think people, everyone saw, was a little high to begin the game simply because of Brad Underwood's postgame comments after the game against Penn State a week ago. Uh, but just... Still sloppy overall, and consistency has been an issue for the Solani team so far. Yeah, I think after Brad's comments after the Penn State loss, I think everyone kind of expected Illinois to come out pretty fired up. And, you know, they were in, you know, they were 36-19 at half. So they definitely came out and were playing, you know, pretty decent, I'd say. A lot of shots weren't falling. I think they ended up picking it up in the second half. But going in the second half, obviously, they... They were shooting, and I think that they were almost, in a way, kind of outplaying. They had so many more shots, I felt like. Um, in comparison, looking at this now, I, I'm not totally correct with that, but I, it felt like Illinois had the ball more for some reason. And then, but, like, they just could not make it. I remember one time I was sitting there, and they had, like, three shots. It hit the rim. Then it was, they'd get the rebound, you know, take it back out, shoot again, hit the rim. Okay, get the rebound, take it back out, shoot again. I was like... And they just could not get them to fall. And so then, you know, Alabama A&M kind of just took advantage of that. And theirs were falling. And they were, you know, playing a pretty – their shots just kind of started going. They had a couple really good guards um, that were playing pretty well there. So, you know, it was just Messiah Thompson, I know, was kind of on a hot streak there towards in the beginning of the second half. But, you know, overall, you know, they redeemed themselves in the second half. Matthew Meyer really put the team on his back, I thought. I do also think it was one of his best games. I thought he came out hot right away. He hit a three in, like, the first few minutes of the game. So I actually thought we were going to see a lot more of him, but I think he got in a little bit of foul trouble there and had to go out. But, you know, I thought he had a great game. He was definitely upset, though, after the game and was not happy with the level of play from the team. Yeah, reiterating some of those comments from Meyer, uh, came into the press conference uh, and, and said w- was not happy with the effort, uh, and specifically at the timeout around the 10-minute mark uh, in the second half. That is about when things started to change for Illinois. Uh, and Meyer, at that point, had come in and really changed – the entire vibe as far as things were going for Illinois at that point. Uh, as far as the performance as a whole for Illinois, field goal percentage 42% from the field compared to just 304 for the Bulldogs of Alabama A&M. Did shoot a lot of threes, 7 of 27. So that's only 25% from beyond the arc. But Brad Underwood said postgame as well that they knew Alabama A&M did not have good three-point defense. So that was one of the things that they were going to try to attack didn't go as planned as not many of them falling for Illinois. It did not matter in the end. 
Terrence Shannon Jr. with a good game as well. He is the only other Illini in uh, double figures. 18 points for him. Seven of them coming from the free throw line. Coleman Hawkins, a little bit of a quiet day. And Brad Underwood said afterwards, uh, he did a good job moving the ball. He had four assists in this one. But he wants to see him uh, maybe take a few more of those shots. There were several times, too, Andy, that I was sitting there, you know, shooting the game. And he would go up. He's wide open. He's like, looks like he's going to shoot it. And then he would just kind of pass it off. And I'm like, what are you doing? Shoot it. You're wide open. And, you know, Brad's been talking about how he wants Coleman to shoot it more. And there were a couple instances that stick out in my brain that I remember watching this and I'm like, what is he doing? Shoot the ball. And then, you know, when he did in the second half, he kind of helped with Meyer kind of getting on that little fire streak there because Coleman drilled a three as well. And then he had a dunk later on. So, you know, when he does drive and shoot, like he was pretty effective. I mean, he was only two for five because he didn't shoot much, but when he did, I mean, that's not a bad stat, um, you know, and one for three from the three. So he didn't shoot much, but he didn't do badly with that. But I think he still played a good game overall. I think he had a lot of rebounds. I think he had, well, maybe he didn't. Sorry. He had about five rebounds. I thought he, he seemed more effective down there though. I think he just, cause he's so tall and lanky and Alabama A&M had a lot of kind of smaller guards. So like they couldn't really drive at all for them because he was so big underneath such a presence so I still think he played a good game he just needed to shoot a little bit more I think I agree with Brad with that yeah turnovers still sloppy though Illinois as a team had 18 of them didn't end up really mattering in the game as the Bulldogs turned it over the same amount each of them with uh, 18 in this one Uh, Alabama A&M only two assists in this one Illinois, a little bit better moving the ball around. They had nine assists as a team. One stat that sticks out to me, Sincere Harris coming off the bench today. Didn't register a point, but he had eight rebounds in this one. Got beat up a little bit, too. There was one, uh, it seemed like there was a screen in particular that uh, hit him pretty hard. Uh, The freshman getting beat up, but... Brad Underwood says that he saw a lot of leadership from the freshmen today that not only includes Sincere, but Jaden Epps, who made his first start with the Illini today. He only had five points, uh, but he did get into the lineup, move the ball around. Sky Clark got into a little bit of foul trouble in this one. He had eight points, uh, of course, still in the starting lineup as well. Uh, I already mentioned Terrence Shannon Jr. Uh, he seemed to be the one who drew the ire of Brad Underwood after that Penn State game, uh, at least being... I don't want to say called out, but at least being mentioned specifically as someone who Brad wants to see more in the leadership uh, category of. Uh, Like I said, 18 points for him today seemed to have stepped up a little bit in that. Uh, But as far as what the players told us, not necessarily what Brad told us after the game, what the players told us is they still think that they have some some room to grow in, in that aspect. Yeah, I, you know, I thought Terrence still played a pretty decent game. You know, he, he didn't show up like he did against UCLA, obviously. That was a, an amazing game by him. But, you know, still 18 points, not bad. Um, I thought that he played a good defensive game, though, and I thought he was very effective with moving the ball and things like that. Like I, But, like again, you need to score to win games as well. Like it, Defense also is important, but, you know, shots weren't falling for Illinois. Um but yeah, I know he mentioned even after the game too, and you know he was not as vocal. I feel like as Meyer was about this, but you know he even said he's like, yeah, you know we have some things we need to work on, and he pretty much said too, like, not to put words in his mouth, but he basically said that the level of play wasn't totally there, and they need to work on some things still. And so, you know, there were a lot of 
jury faces after the game, you you would have thought they lost in the post-game press conference. That's what I was – and even, like, when the game ended, there wasn't a lot of cheering. It was pretty quiet. They kind of just shook hands and, like, kind of a lot of down faces. So I think – but I think that's a good mentality kind of in a way for this team to have. So if the players are not happy that they aren't dominating against, um, you know, certain teams that they should – be beating then I think that's a good mentality for them to have that you know they're they're holding themselves to a higher standard they know that they can compete with Texas and Virginia and UCLA and all these teams and so they're they're wanting themselves to be better and so I think you can't be mad at your team for that and I think that is showing just kind of like a maturity with this team only two non-conference games left now for the Atlanta before they get back into Big Ten play where they currently sit 0-2, which is uh, one of the most surprising, I think, uh, stats as far as what Illinois has done so far before the semester break this season. Uh, they will play Missouri on Thursday. I'm trying to do yeah, the, it's I'm Thursday. Tr- I'm trying to do it's the, the calendar. It's the holidays. It's so head. hard to know what, what day is what. I think it is I, Thursday. I know it's the 22nd. I think I, it's Thursday. I don't even know the days of the week anymore. But <laughs> they will play Missouri in bragging rights down in St. Louis. Brett and I will be down there. It'll be my first experience at bragging rights, so looking forward to that. Illinois will try and keep the trophy in their possession for at least another year. Missouri coming in hot into this one. They win once again on Saturday to move to 10-1 to begin this season. Not necessarily a tough schedule for the Tigers to begin the year, but they are winning the games that they need to be before Illinois finally wraps up this non-conference season against Bethune-Cookman on December 29th. So another nice long break in there for them as well. And then Big Ten play comes hard and fast at the beginning of January. You got Northwestern, uh, Minnesota, Nebraska all in there on the road uh, in the month of January. I believe Wisconsin is in there as well. So it'll be here before we know it. And Illinois needs to figure some of these issues out before we get to that point uh, because they're already a step behind everyone else starting to into this Big Ten season. Yeah, I think, you know, after this bragging rights game, maybe they could have that time to kind of, well, they have another game. I don't know. I feel like you have, a, I don't, the holidays weeks are kind of throwing me off a little bit, Andy, but I feel like they have a little bit more extra practice time, I feel like, before maybe Big Ten yeah, they'll have starts. I feel like they have a couple extra mm-hmm. weeks there to maybe hopefully, you know, sit back and work on some things. So, I, you know, obviously those little kinks that they've been talking about. Yeah, it, we'll see what happens. It's a weird, some people yeah. were saying cross-section of this season for Illinois where they have to find out who they really are at this point. And I think that's certainly true in, in some respects. But no matter what the game looked like today, Illinois comes out with the win, 21 points over Alabama A&M, 68-47, the final from the State Farm Center here on Saturday. Uh, Not pretty in many respects, but they got it done, and Illinois is still figuring out what they need to work on at this point in the season. Bryce, your final thoughts as we we put this non-conference, most most of the non-conference portion of the schedule to bed? Yeah, I think it's just interesting to, you know, look back, you know, we see different types of Illinois teams come out each game, and I think maybe that's what they're frustrated against about with themselves is that, you know, we'll see a different Illinois team against UCLA and Virginia and Texas, but then, you know, we saw a different team um, when they played Penn State and today, you know, so it's they need to kind of, and I, as 
Brad Underwood says, everyday guys. You know, the, I think that's a big thing for them is maybe consistency. And I don't know what that what they need to do. That's going to be a team thing that they have to figure out themselves. But I think that's like my biggest takeaway from watching this game and just their last two games is just kind of, you know, trying to figure out a way to become consistent and just, you know, continuing to have just maybe certain people – scoring a bunch every game, constantly getting those rebounds. I don't, I don't know what they need to do to do that. You know, I'm not a Division One basketball player, but I think that would be my biggest takeaway is just consistency. But they pulled out a win, so, you know, you still got to win. So it'll be interesting when Big Ten comes around. That is most important in the end is another tally in the W column. We'll be here with you all season long as Illinois searches for consistency. I think that's what I'm going to call the, Ooh, the, yeah. the podcast like title, it. Searching for Consistency. Because uh, they definitely still need it. Yes. Uh, we will be back with you after that game against Missouri in bragging rights. Illinois, like I said, try to take home the trophy once again uh, after getting that big win last year over the Tigers. Uh, and then bowl season is upon us. We got oh, yeah. some Illinois football coverage coming up. Be sure to look out for updates on our Yorlana Nation Bowl special. That will be coming soon on air and online, so look out for that as uh, we're almost done with the, <laughs> the, the football and basketball season uh, intersecting here. It's always yes. It always seems like the longest part of yes. the calendar for us is when there's so much going on. I feel on. like we got like a week breather in like a December, like the first like two weeks of December, and then it just got well crazy again. Speak I don't for know. yourself as someone who is on the East Coast <laughs> I had a couple for vacation. almost a week. I had a couple vacation days saved up, so I, had to, I had to go. Maybe maybe it wasn't great for you. <laughs> it, it was. It's been a long month, is what I'll say. Yeah, doesn't the crossover mean, is hard though. Doesn't mean that it's not fun. It's just been long. Yes, a very long I agree. month. All right, for Bryce, I'm Eddie. Thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you again after the next one.